Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. You need to know that there will come a time when it's no longer extended. There comes a time when the doors are closed and the wedding feast begins and you're either in or you're not. So let's just hear this and take it in. And if you're not sure, accept it. If you're not sure, but you're almost sure, accept it anyway. And if, if you're like, God, I know that all I want is you. I'm just not sure why I don't believe in your mercy. Then just say, but from now on, I repent. Mercy is undeserved. I just receive it. The mercy and patience of God is truly a wonder to behold. Not only did God send us his son, but he also delays his hand of judgment so that more people might be saved. Today, we jump in as Elizabeth concludes a thought on the mercies of God. Although he's patient and merciful, Elizabeth gives an important reminder that the Lord won't stay his hand forever. Today is the day of salvation. Now, here's Elizabeth beginning in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 21. Tonight is the night to get that straightened out or you will be in constant conflict. You will find yourself stretched in half, being pulled in two directions, which is a torture method. Don't do that tonight, get right. If you are not sure tonight, then this is the invitation. That's why Erica is still here tonight because normally they don't stay during the worship for the love lesson, but you need to hear this invitation. You need to know that there will come a time when it's no longer extended. There comes a time when the doors are closed and the wedding feast begins and you're either in or you're not. So let's just hear this and take it in. And if you're not sure, accept it. If you're not sure, but you're almost sure, accept it anyway. And if, if you're like, God, I know that all I want is you. I'm just not sure why I don't believe in your mercy. Then just say, but from now on, I repent. Mercy is undeserved. I just receive it. Before we really launch into this tonight, I, I want to emphasize the fact that God is sovereign. Now, what do we, mean, what do we really mean by that? What, what I mean by it is that he's the only one who is God. A lot of times we, we don't fully understand what that means. As a matter of fact, Romans chapter 1 verse 21 tells us that that really kind of lies at the foundation of most of what's wrong in our world today. It clearly implies that understanding and acknowledging the sovereignty of God is essential to living a fruitful life. It says, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. You know, this idea that they knew him, but they stopped honoring him as God, his sovereignty, the like we talked about a minute ago, he's the one who has rights. He's the one who can speak of deserving. And the rest of us, we just need to fall on our faces in front of him and come to appreciate and rely upon that mercy. He doesn't have to do anything according to our timetable or our understanding. He isn't obligated you know, by our flawed and imperfect sense of fairness. He doesn't owe us an explanation. He doesn't have to defend himself to us, but he does tell us to pay attention and be wise. You know, he does give us what he refers to as watchmen on the walls, it's people who see what lies ahead based on what they find in Scripture and what they see in, in world events and politics and all the different things. Now, you know, I, some of them are off balance in their emphasis. 
I'm really cautious because I, I don't agree with a lot of the guys that the self-proclaimed watchmen. I often don't agree with them. Some of them are, are hitchhiking on others' research, just doing it to sell books. I have a real problem with that. But many of them are reputable. You know, teachers that we believe to be just really seeking God's best and, you know, trying to do right by God's word and, and, and trying to do the right thing, speaking out in our, in our day-to-day. We can't pretend that nothing is happening. Things are happening in our world right now. And some of it is, is confusing. There, there are things going on that are just, you know, astonishing and perplexing. Um, tonight, we're going to look at a few of those things, and we're going to do our best to inform you in a way that anchors you more deeply in God's mercy. That's why that's the emphasis tonight, because we're, we live in a great country, but do you understand that we are first and foremost citizens of heaven, and that we're not dependent upon the might or the righteousness of the United States of America as much as, much as we may love our country and be loyal to our country, our first loyalty has to lie with the Lord Jesus. And we have to, our first reliance cannot be on our nation, but on our our master, our king. You see what I'm saying? America took another step toward God's judgment recently when we desecrated marriage. I'm just blown away by what I see happening in our nation right now. It was emphatically, this decision emphatically reinforced this week. I don't know if you saw it in the news, but this Christian court clerk was told, you know, by the Supreme Court, they wouldn't hear her appeal. She had just, a lady in Kentucky, clerk of the court, she just stopped issuing marriage licenses because she said, I, I can't violate my conviction. I don't She's not talking about hating anybody. She said, but I can't violate my convictions and and issue licenses to same-sex couples. So she just stopped issuing all licenses for marriage in in that county in Kentucky. And the court said, you can't do that. Somebody, of course, filed a complaint. You can't do that. You have to issue licenses. And she says, no, I won't. I won't violate my convictions. I'm I'm answering to a higher authority here. I, I can't do this. The Supreme Court, it went all the way to that level, and the Supreme Court refused to hear her appeal. And to be honest, you know, I told Elizabeth this morning really early, I said, I'm really waiting to see what this lady does, because she said, I won't resign my position. I was elected as clerk of the courts in this county. I won't resign, but neither will I issue these licenses. And she defied a federal judge. And... It's creating quite a stir because, you know, the the highest court of the land basically without speaking to it, in effect, said, you have to do this. And she said, no, I don't. I answered to God, I can't do this. And she refused. She went to work and said, I'm not doing it. And so now she's been ordered to appear before a federal judge there in Kentucky tomorrow, along with the people who work under her. And more than likely, she'll, she'll be held in contempt and, and either fined, you know, it's big fines, or, or sent to jail. They can do either one or both. And here we have a situation where we've, we have a Christian employed, you know, elected to a position 
And now our government is, is saying, you have to do this thing that you and millions of others over thousands of years believe to be immoral, but you have to do it because we say you have to do it. I mean, it's on the surface. I mean, it, we understand, you know, we've talked a lot about this. Elizabeth and I have, most of you know her, you know, lesbian background. So we've had some discussions about, it's like, it just seems like it's fair. I mean, they, people love each other. I mean, shouldn't they be able to, to love who they want to love, marry whoever they, they want to know? I mean, most of us know people who have same-sex attraction, people that we like, people that we love, people that we think a lot of, and, and we know that they've been hurt, they've been wounded, and we, we're not against those individual people. We're, we're, as a matter of fact, we're for them. Yeah. We're just not for their immorality. And that's what the Bible says it is. And if only we could see you know, the arrogance beneath the assumption that we somehow know more than God on these issues, issues like marriage. I, I've been talking about it, f- you know, for years and years and years, the, the issue of spanking your children. It's like we got so much more sophisticated than God, you know. And I had a psychologist tell me we now know that spanking children produces violence in them later in life. You know, they, we produce violent adults by spanking them when they're Chill. I said, oh, we now know that. And so, yeah, we now know that for a fact. Absolutely. And I just, you know, it's like, that's absurd. It's utterly ridiculous. We are not smarter than God. We are not more sophisticated than our heavenly father. His design and his book, which reveals that design to us, is perfect. It's eternal. Do you understand that if your father in heaven says that you need to lovingly spank your children, that he's right, and if you think he's wrong, you're wrong? And you need to go pray and rethink that whole deal? And the same thing's true on the subject of marriage. Marriage is God's sacred expression of his love for his people. The Bible talks about it in more than one place. Ephesians chapter 5 delves into it. He was giving us an object lesson. He, was, he gave us marriage for more than one reason. And man, when we desecrate that which is sacred and, and, and celebrate that desecration, he takes it personally. It's blasphemy. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 pronounces judgment upon that. He says, woe to those. Now, do you understand that when you see that, woe to those, it's God pronouncing judgment on it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. God was saying through the prophet Isaiah, you put yourself in grave danger. That's the message. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, 
that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, as taught by Pastor Robert. But today's message is unique. As you listen today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Now, maybe you'd like to hear this message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth again. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and simply select Today's Date from the Main Thing Radio media player. You can listen to, download, or subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.